BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cash back. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. From Vanderpump Rules to Vegas and everywhere in between, it's time to party with Sheena Shea. This is Shenanigans. And now here's your host, Sheena Shea. Alrighty. How are we doing, honey? Wow. It's been a week. It's been a little wild, but it's expected. And here we are. Here we are. Here we are, honey. So I thought this would be a good time in the season to check in, do a little Q&A, as I know a lot of y'all have had some opinions, a lot of questions. So I thought we would just get into some, but not too much because there is still a lot ahead. And I feel like there's a lot ahead, so I'm definitely interested to see how it gets played out. There are some things I do want to address. And there are some questions that a lot of you have because of how it has been perceived, not perceived. How was how it was repeated is what I'd like to say. And it may be repeated because someone didn't hear me correctly or it was just their interpretation of something. But I am here to answer your questions and your (laughs) followers questions, honey. And I am, you know, this is the problem. I'm here. I'm, I'm, I'm an open book. As per se, and it gets me in trouble. Um, yeah. So that's almost like yeah. your problem. <laughs> that is my, that's probably my problem. But before we get into all of those, yes. I need to give y'all an update because last week we sat here with my mom and Brock and Summer, who was just pulling out her ear. Pulling out her ear. Oh, did, we, did we talk? Thought, did we talk about this? On, did I say she'll be fine? She's probably tired. Yeah, you said she was tired. Okay. He the, ate his words. The rumors are true. I'm a bad dad. No, <laughs> no. I'm not I, even going to let you joke about that. I, I thought she was tired. She wasn't complaining. She was just, just touching her ear. What is it, honey? So shortly after we did that podcast, Brock had some interviews, so he had to leave. And then my mom and I were like, okay, she just, she now she's feeling even more warm. And you know what? This is my 
first child. So now I'm feeling like a bad mom. The whole time we're doing this podcast, I'm watching her tug at her ears. And I'm like, oh my God, like I didn't even notice that. I just thought she just, you know, found her ear. She's left-handed. Like I just, I didn't know that that was a sign that maybe something was wrong. So then she's feeling warm, but I'm like, I don't know that that's like feverish warm. Like she just runs warm. She lays on us all the time, you know, body heat. Anyway, we decide to take her temperature under her arm and it's slightly elevated, but that's also the most inaccurate read of a temperature. So we're like, I guess we got to stick it up her bum, you know? We do that. We take her temp and she has 103 fever. I call the doctor. It is just after hours. So of course me, first time mom panicking. I'm like, emergency line, emergency line. I need a doctor to call me now. The on-call doctor, they were so amazing, called me back right away and said, you know, it, it was very likely an ear infection. If we wanted to just monitor her overnight, give her some Tylenol for the fever, bring her in in the morning. So I was like, okay, yeah, let's, let's not overreact. But Summer doesn't like to take anything pretty much other than breast milk. We just well, started we just, her on food. We just started feeding her other things. So, so she, she just, only knows breast milk. Right. She's only had avocado for a couple of days. We gave her, you know, a little side of guac. When we try to give her the Tylenol, she's like, what is this? Just projectile. Throwing up, throwing up. And I was just like, okay, we're this isn't working. The fever's not coming down. She's upset. So we go to urgent care. We get to urgent care. I'm only allowed to be in the room with her. This was traumatizing for me. They check her ears, not one, but two ear infections. Then they're like, you know, while you're here, we should check her for COVID in case she's been exposed. And I'm like, her dad and I get tested every week. We're negative. Like that would just be insane if this baby has COVID when we both just tested this week. So then they do the swab, they do the PCR and the rapid. I'm just watching her get tortured. Then they're giving her amoxicillin. It was just, it was really upsetting. Thankfully, no COVID, two ear infections. We have to give her amoxicillin twice a day. She is not like down for the meds in her mouth. So now we've had a tricker by putting it in her breast milk. And long story short, mom was right. Y'all, we're both right, and I am. I'm more upset with myself that I could. I ignored. I don't know. I, I just did. She just wasn't complaining. The thing was, up and that was up the first day she that she was slightly like she was more off. Like she wasn't really herself. My mom was like, "You don't really notice." I'm like, "Actually, she hasn't been as smiley today." But it wasn't like for days that she was like lethargic or extra colicky or crying. Like it wasn't like there were big telltale signs. The ear grabbing was the biggest thing. So we're both beating ourselves up about it because we're like, oh my God, how many days has this been bothering her? Like my mom hadn't seen her for a couple days and now she's noticing this, but we got her the meds. She's got her little spark back. We did a nice little trip down to San Diego this week. That was good. Yeah, we got to see our neighbors. So normally when we go down to San Diego, we go to this restaurant, Barbusa, which is my favorite. We'll go with our neighbors. We would go with friends. But this trip, we just pretty much packed sweats and we had our meals from Green Chef. So we're like, let's just like stay in. It was raining on Monday. Let's just like make dinner, invite the neighbors over. We made this um, Southwest chicken like rice bowl that was really bomb. And I just wanted to remind you guys that you can use code SHEENA125 for $125 off your first orders. 
And also, while we were down there, we were watching Crocodile Dundee. So I've never seen these movies, and now I'm, like, hooked because I feel like I'm, like, with, like, my own real-life Crocodile Dundee. That's funny. (laughs) But one of the things that he, when they were, like, fishing, like, catching fish and whatever, was the barramundi. Yes. And so I had never heard of this fish until I saw it on the Green Chef meal, and it's, like, an Australian... It's a bloody big barramundi. She goes, uh... Mick, you uh, you were hunting, and she grabs a whole bunch of gun shells, and he's just like, "Wow, you know, in Australia, big bloody Bundy, big bloody Barramundi, Barramundi, <laughs> big bloody Barramundi." Yeah, Ooh. and that's one of the things that I had been wanting to try from Green Chef, but because of like the mercury levels when I was pregnant, I couldn't. But we've got it ordered for this week, and I'm so excited to try it. So I will keep you guys posted. But again, use code Sheena one two five. And so we're down there. We're hanging out with the neighbors. We're like, let's do a little, you know, watch party. It wasn't the easiest <sighs> episode to watch. Ariana looked gorgeous on Watch It Evans Live after. But um, but here I we say are. we just get into it. Let's just dive into it, Now, honey. my first question, which I know you saw in a text message I asked you immediately was, why the fuck would you tell Lala this in confidence? And did you think she wasn't going to then bring it up to everyone else? So, okay, so the problem is, honey, this, this it goes, okay, I'll answer that question. I told Lala because I wanted to be honest with her because I actually generally felt like she was generally triggered, as the word she said, about my situation. Right. And then so if she was generally triggered, I was like, look, like, I, I, I see what you're saying because I've been living in this my whole time. But I see what you're saying, but I want you to understand that if it was as easy as me flying back to Australia and saying, hey, then seeing the kids kicking in the front door, which you can't do, kids are involved. If it was as easy as that, I would do it. But instead, I was like, look, I'm going to try and see, and this is my problem, I try and give people the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. And I thought, look, Lala, if I explain something to you, maybe you might understand that it's not just black and white. Like, there's a lot more depth into this. And I just thought... I just thought the best in people. That was my, that was me, and I and I wanted to, I wanted to explain it because, obviously, you'll find out. So I'm going to try and avoid most of the, like some things on here. Answer yeah, much we're as not we going to give too much away. Just address what has already been out there because there were a lot of questions, a lot of comments, a lot of DMs yeah. that we've received. So I just wanted to address some of the things we can, but just, so the just fa- know so there's the still main, so much more to come. <laughs> yeah. So the reason why I told Lala was because I am an open book and it gets me into trouble. And I've learned to be an open book and, and, and speak about my actions out loud because I'm trying to become Which is a, better a great person. quality. I want to be I think it's accountable. And if that. I'm wrong, I have now learned to be wrong. But let me tell you this. When I was nine, seven, 18 years old, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, pretty much all my 20s, I was a different person. And it wasn't until I've gone into an actual relationship that respects myself, all of me, with you, honey, like I've really, I've turned a corner because I'll tell you what, before that I was a very egomaniac driven person and ego is the biggest, that's the biggest killer for me. And it wasn't for a fact of me having ego because I thought I was the hottest thing in town. I don't know, I don't know where it stems from because growing up, I wasn't the hottest shit. I was bullied. I was bad, like having four fingers growing up in school. It wasn't until I was like, and this is a true fucking thing. When I was 16, I went to a new high, I went to 15 schools 
in 12 years of education. 15? Yeah. We moved around a lot. Wow. It was I got bullied. I got asked, I got kicked out of schools. Like I had ADAD. I had, I had all, all of the alphabet going on in me. ADHD. It was, it was bad. So, yeah, we moved around a lot. I went to a lot of schools. I had problems growing up. And then when I got to my last school or one of my schools, I remember this girl. I, I finally started getting, like, girls' attentions. And she came up to me and she was like, oh, you're pretty cute or something like that. And my response, because I don't know how to handle that compliment <laughs> at all. Oh, God. I responded to her. I was like, oh, I've heard that all day. <laughs> oh, <laughs> was, my God. Because I generally was like, oh, thanks. You're not the first person to say that today. That's not but what you say. I understand this, okay? And then so I don't know where it was for me, but there is definitely a grown-up point that had happened. And unfortunately... It didn't happen when I was 19. And through that, we have more questions that you want to ask me. And Well, yeah, it's the second part of my question. Did you think that what you told her was going to stay between the two of you? Did you not think that she would then bring it up to other I people? Well, I generally, the reason why. Because you just gave her the highlights. You didn't even explain yourself. You're like, whoa, yeah. there was a domestic violence and a restraining order. So, you know, there's more to the story. But, you know, have a good day, mate. And then you go home. And then you don't even tell me <laughs> that you've given her these fucking highlights. So I'm just at a tea party party, which by the way, I'm never going to a fucking tea party again. <laughs> like, tea, parties. Not, tea parties are canceled. For I'm Sheena. sorry. I, I really, I'm, I'm sorry that I didn't, because in my eyes, and this is probably another reason why, like I process things differently. I didn't see it as that. I really thought I was trying to connect with Lala on a level where it's like, Lala, respectfully, as much as I want to talk about my kids, as much as I want to have that conversation, I, I don't have the right to because I haven't been involved in the kid's life. Now, their mother has asked me to respect their space. Their mm -hmm. mother has asked us to like, look, do you, but just like leave my kids out of it. I wanted that. I didn't realize that this was where this conversation was going because guys, this conversation and this TV show right now has made it a lot more difficult to build bridges and repair the relationship I have with my ex. That's the bottom line. And that's the truth. So I was just trying to smooth over things and get things sorted over. And what I ended up doing was just fucking, there you go. Here we mm -hmm. are. I had a conversation with somebody outside of my circle, somebody that still also didn't approve of what I did, but she just listened to me. And it was the first time in my, since going through this, since, I, since the marriage and everything, outside of my family of talking to anybody about it. But let's go to your next so question. So the Shelby first one. Jansen said, like, we need a timeline. This also, I feel like it sounds like there's a current restraining order against you when this is something that was, what, like a decade ago? Like, give us kind of a timeline of when things happened. Yeah. Okay. Without and, needing, and, and you don't need to say too much. Definitely. Just. So I'll, I'll go over a little bit of the timeline for everybody at home listening. So when I was with my partner, uh, my ex, I'll just refer to her as my ex, uh, we were together from... 18 years old, 18, 19, we met. And then during 1920, we... we 1920? We, 19. Oh, 19, 20 years old. Oh, own, yeah, 19 and 20 <laughs> years old. I just skipped that timeline. Just really fucked the whole timeline up. No, so we met. Uh, we were back dating. 19, we were dating for like two and a half years. We ended up, during that relationship, we broke up, got back together. It was a very 18-year-old relationship, 19-year-old relationship. Mm -hmm. you know? I had one of those. And a lot came from that. I, I got caught have, texting. and like, I, had, I have an issue. I had an issue. 
And it used to be my ego, as I just mentioned, whereas I used to like to communicate with, I used to like flirting. I used to just like the feel of being wanted or something like that. It was weird. Ugh. It's definitely weird. You're okay. Like, and yeah. I acknowledge that. No, I know. You've told me this. Um, and then, so, you know, that's creeped into our relationship. So that happened. And then we ended up breaking up. I moved to France to play rugby. I was 20 year old, heartbroken, moved to France. We were, and then, um, she moved on with her relationship, had a boyfriend. And at the end of the season, I was like, Hey, you want to come to France? So she came to France we were there together and then we decided that we just traveled the whole world and we don't want to do this. Like we broke up. And then that same night we broke up, we were at dinner and her boobs hurt at our oh. mate's birthday party. And we looked at the crossing table, the girls all screamed and then they're like, oh, we're pregnant. And the next day we did tests and we did another test and we were pregnant. So we're like, look, we just broke up yesterday. Like we moved to France, we broke up. And this is my side of the story. I was still also very much in love with this woman that I thought it was regardless of our relationship. So we went back to Australia and we were going to have an abortion, 100%. We were, well, not 100%, we had the conversation about it. Now, I don't know what happened between that and that. I never told my mom anything. And then we went to our own houses and then turned out we ended up deciding to have, the, have Eli. Mm -hmm. And so during that phase, we're like, perfect, I'll step up. I can do this. We'll get married, do the right thing, do that. And during that transition of me going home and, and, and having that argument, we had an argument. And this is when the incident happened. So this is in... May 2011. Mm -hmm. We got into a fight at my friend's house and it was an altercation. And then from that, nothing happened. We got back, we went back home. We were together. We decided to move back to France and spend another year in Europe because we we're having a little boy. I get to stay, spend time at home, play professional rugby. This was great. The team's doing really well. So we moved back to France together, have Eli. Eli's born. Then we go through that season. And during the middle of the season, the club folds. They run out of money. They overspend. And I have to then go back to working at a bar. I work at a bar. That puts a lot of stress on our relationship because now I'm back in an old environment that I used to thrive in. Mm. And that was bad because it led to me texting girls and then it led to me even sexting. Like I had an issue back then where I used to just like sext on dating apps and it's disgusting and yes. I'm sorry, you know? And, and, and that, that is the emotional abuse that was brought up in the domestic violence order that I probably did do and I didn't see I was doing to well, my yeah. ex, you know? And I'm, when and I'm she's sorry. just at home raising your kid and you're out being a hundred percent. And, 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 and that was, that was also, you know, when I remember in that time frame, her whole world was just at our house cause we're living in France. Yeah. You know? And yeah, she has no family. And no I was friends. like, look, she's just at home raising I was a baby really while pushing. you're out fucking around. I understand. Okay, I'm just painting so. a picture. But, I've, I've spoken to her as yeah. well. I've gotten her side of the story. So Perfect. I understand both sides as I've spoken to both of you. So because she's not here to speak for herself, I'm just speaking I appreciate, that I on appreciate her side. that, honey. And, and, and even then, and it's only until now, I realize my actions and, my, and the results from that. Yeah. And so anyway, we, we finish up in France. The club folds. We're in a bad position. So we go back to Australia. And at this point, our relationship's been on the rocks for a while. It still is on the rocks. And it has no, nothing to do with her and everything to do with me. Mm -hmm. 100%. Yeah. And so then we, uh, we go to counseling. I don't think I've heard a counselor be like, you guys shouldn't be together. You're clinically depressed to myself. I was clinically depressed. He goes, you should take some antibiotics. Now, if you have known me, know me, I try to avoid the word depression. I try to avoid anxiety and I'm very optimistic about life. Yeah. And even then I was, even though I was naive. Um, so I don't think during you can take an antibiotic, I think you mean like well, a prescription. A, yeah, a prescription. To Summer's stuff. on antibiotics right now. Sorry, yeah, <laughs> a, a, um, a, a prescription to pick you up. Yeah. Anyway, you know that that happened, and through that, it was I think that was the darkest times for both of us because we both resented each other. 
a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then kids were involved. And then during this time, we go to separate again. We're, 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 we find out we're pregnant. But we're not just like two weeks pregnant. We're 13, 14 weeks pregnant. When you found when out. When we found out. And we were just like, what? We're not being back together. Like, this isn't. Well, I think it was like a soft week where I, like there was like a month in there. I was like, we'll make this work. I know for a fact, I think I felt like that. And I tried to convince myself that that was the right thing to do. Um, but at that point, an abortion was off the cards. We, ho- we saw a full fetus when yeah. we, had, we had the ultrasound. Like in so, your second trimester. So then, exactly, right? So that, that was just in there. And, um, we, but we, we both knew that we, we didn't want to be together with each other because mm-hmm. it was a very toxic relationship. And because I brought the toxicity. She was just trying to be the caregiving mom she was. I was the asshole in this whole thing. I get it. You I am. Also, this was when you were 19, 20 years old, yeah. 21. 21 You now. were very young, and uh, that's not who you are now at 31. People do change. I think, and I, I, think I was like 22 now, honey. Regardless, I'm just saying that you're not the same person you were then. So when so many people have said, how could you be okay with this knowing his past? Your past is your past. I've spoken to your ex. She has told me everything that you actually had already told me. I just listened and let her speak because I wanted her to be heard. But she didn't tell me anything I didn't already know. I know that you are not that same person. Yeah. So I just want to point that out. Well, I think I wanted to just get to in this, like this is a long-winded storyline. I'm sorry, but I wanted to highlight the fact that throughout these these issues, I created every single one of them. So I I built her nightmare and I I understand that I wasn't the good person for her at all. And then in that lessons, I didn't think I was a good person for the kids. So during this transition Mm -hmm. of me, us being separated, I moved to a different state. I was playing rugby there. The kids came down. We'll so not- when you say a different state, for those so like of California, us Americans, okay. So in Australia, state. there are different. We got we got states. Okay, not, not fifty of them, but we got some. Right. Okay. Right. But yeah, so I was at, I was in another state working, playing rugby. We were talking, communicating. She was coming down, and then during her pregnancy with my girl, I had. An argument, I, be- I this is where I believe this is what kicked it off. This is what kicked off the domestic violence order. I had an argument with her dad. This is nearly over, just over two years later mm-hmm. from the initial incident stated in a domestic violence order. I had an argument with her dad and I told him, you're never going to stop me from seeing my kids. And then from that led a domestic violence charge against me from a different state. Now, this is the this is the part where it gets interesting. And, and it's annoying that I have to say it like this, but this is what happened. She submitted her case, wrote it all out, submitted it. There was truth to it because there was an incident two years ago, two years earlier. Then there was other truths to it about my family being raised in a separate a domestic violence house and all this. It was all truth, but it was a lot more like eccentric, exaggerated. exaggerated a lot more. So the problem was when she served me with my papers to appear for this domestic violence order, the officer that got served to give it to me was on vacation. So for two weeks, I was meant to get served papers, didn't get served papers. Then two months later, cops knock at my mom's door, serving her with a order because I didn't appear at court. Here, this is put in place. It's domestic violence order. My mom freaks out, calls me. She's like, did you know about this? I say no. Tried to contact the kid's mom. Then at that point, had to now go talk to a lawyer. So the reason why that domestic violence order got upheld was because I didn't appear at court because I didn't get served the first time. Once I was served, once it was a, once it was processed, mm-hmm. and I found out about it, the cops went to my mom's house. They served me, 
And um, they said, look, this is what happened. This is what you need to do. You need to go to the court and appeal it. So the soonest we could, we went through that. I think it took five months to go through that transition. I went to court. I missed Winter's birth um, during that. And then we went to court and the judge literally, I went up. I didn't have a lawyer. She had a lawyer. I couldn't afford a lawyer. Went up, spoke to the judge and, and in front of everybody. And he's like, listen, like, this sounds like a domestic relationship. It sounds like it got bad, but there's no history of me ever being violent, having any criminal record before. So it got dropped on one condition that if anything happened in the future going forward, that this could come back and be brought straight back as evidence. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Not a problem because, you know, obviously it happened two years earlier. My tendencies to be verbally abusive and emotionally abusive with my actions that was that was the characteristics in it and i'm not happy about it guys but just know that that was just a part of the issue that had to get lifted once we got it lifted during that time we were working on a relationship i had plans to come to america i had the support i came over here and then in 2015 the kids came over here with me when i was at school and then they came over for, for eight weeks i believe it was um we took them around california we went to SeaWorld. sorry honey Uh, <laughs> we just, we, it was one. good. It was great. We had some fun and, and I was really working towards doing something better. I had a scholarship at a college where I came from guys. And I mentioned this in the last episode, like I didn't come from when I said sucking dick for a Range Rover. What I meant to say was <laughs> you don't see many Range Rovers driving around in my low income areas where I'm from. Now that's not an excuse to go out and have kids and then just abandon my children, which is the comments I'm getting. Yeah. I truly believed the person that I was with my ex wasn't a good person because of the emotional drama we did to each other. Mm-hmm. And I truly believe that when we were separated, when I, before I left for here, she, the kids had a stepdad during this, came into the picture, and he provided a better lifestyle for them. He housed them. He was a better dad for the kids than me. And I truly believed, and you can call it what it is, but I believe my ex when she was saying, you know, you're a bad dad. You're a bad person. I don't want you around the kids. And I was like, look, I'm trying to do stuff here, with, but my actions keep fucking up stuff. Right. And for me, that was, that was kind of, that was, that was my, that was my, that's my reasoning. I wasn't a good you person. You saw them in a better that's situation. That's why I didn't see it. The kids have, but yeah, the kids that were in a better, they are in a better situation. And their stepdad is still in the picture. Their stepdad is still in the picture. They have, they have a, a they have a kid together. And they're doing really good. And I, I was, I always just felt like I didn't deserve that, even though it's a cop out. I'm sorry, but I felt like my feelings weren't entitled to it because I have a history of just fucking things up. Yeah. So that is the storyline. Now we come through during that time I was over here. I was a fuck up. I wasn't sending her money because I wasn't getting seen the kids. And then I got into the shitty little argument with her where I was like, well, if I don't see the kids' photos or anything like that, why am I going to send you money? That's stupid. Mm-hmm. That is stupid. That's just like a beacon of why I was such an absolute fuck up was mm-hmm. because, hey, you couldn't see that this, it wasn't about the money. It was literally the support for the kids and I couldn't see that. Yeah. Okay. And I see that a lot more now, especially being around you of summer. But yeah, I didn't see that back then. I'm a different I see things completely differently. And you guys can cast the first stones. You guys can have, you can, you're entitled to your opinions. But guess what? As long as I can make up for lost time with these kids, because that's the biggest picture and problem in this. And I just want to get to a better relationship with them. Your opinions along the way, I appreciate them and, and the support, plus also the, 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 uh, what's it, not the insults, but just your opinions, guys. Yeah, the they're, opinions. F- they're fine. 
Uh, they're valid. But just know I cannot... It's not the fact I can't see my kids now because of domestic violence order. I cannot see my kids now because I was a bad person to my kid's mother and a bad role model for my kids and they were in a better environment without me in it. Now I've been working on myself. That is, I think, my uh, timeline and my yeah. winded story, guys. I just wanted to kind of... I wanted no, to say two things. I'm glad that you were able to explain all of this because no interview or TV show or anything is ever going to allow for such a long-winded full I think I think I think if I could give you guys past. like a one if I can give you a one one sentence or a 10 second thing it's like guys I was a bad person I wasn't doing the right things in life and my kids were in a better environment with their stepdad and his family than my family and the kid's mother saw that so she took responsibility of her kids our kids and took that upon herself to put them in a safe environment. So I respected that decision, and now we're at a point where I, I understand that decision. Mm -hmm. And that hurts. It fucking breaks my heart. But that, that, yeah. that's the long-winded 10-second version of that. <laughs> <laughs> but you are working to pay back the past child support. Well, naively, because I assumed I wasn't having access to my kids, I assumed I didn't have child support. Now, that's I didn't... It's stupid. I, yes. Did you not hear the things I used to yes. do? So when I was when I was finally on my feet over here, didn't make the NFL, ended up opening up a gym, I got a call from child support back in 2019. They're like, oh, hey, Mr. Rock Davies, we're trying to find you. And I, and I said to him, I was like, look, I had no idea that I owed the government. I don't know my ex child support. The government have already paid on a monthly, on a weekly, mm -hmm. bi-weekly thing. Uh, so they're just like, look, like, well, we do. Okay, you've got a lot of bills and you've also got what you owe us. If you pay us back what you owe us, you get rid of your bills, you know, and that's it. And then, um, yeah, so I just wanted to, you know, I didn't, yeah, I didn't know that that was the case because I wasn't have access to the kids. I had no access to the kids at that point. Once they made that decision that I was a really bad person for the kids' life, they made it very, very difficult for me to be involved in their life by mm -hmm. just keeping me out of it, which they have their rights to. So, yeah, okay. What's the next question? <laughs> I think you just buried a lot of it. I think that you didn't acknowledge your feelings. I think that you just were like, I did something bad. I walked away from it. And now, like, I deserve bad things to happen to me. And I don't deserve happiness. You're right. I didn't understand. And you know me very well. Like, I bury my shit. Yeah. I kind of, I call it compartmentalizing. I'm woke, you know. Mm, I'm just dealing no. with my thing. Because first year of filming... On a national television show, I wouldn't think I would be this open. Okay, guys? And I wouldn't think... And I know I, I mean, I mean, it looks shady, but I, I was open. I was open. I was honest. And oh, the, I can't wait to actually see. Because you guys, this is the first time I spoke about it. I said this multiple times. But this is the first time I had a breakthrough moment for me, which was just talking about it. I promise you, you won't understand anything I said because I was fucking crying like a little kid. But Aww. I got it out and I said like three or four words and hopefully you pick it up. But I really... Just having that conversation and then even if it wasn't like, oh, yeah, I don't need validation. I just needed to talk to somebody. Mm -hmm. And I did it on a national platform. Came up to me after he was like, you need to go see somebody. You need to see a therapist. <laughs> He's like, that stuff is deep, deep. And, and he was completely correct. Yeah. Later on, we get to go talk. And only today and only now moving forward have I been able to be a little bit more open about talking about it. Yeah. Because it was never my ex's issues. It was always mine that just really just destroyed her, destroyed our family. Well, I think you <sighs> acknowledging that and knowing 
all of those things, knowing that you know it wasn't her, it was you. I wish I was I was different, but I wasn't, guys. Yeah, I'm just saying that I am proud of you for acknowledging all of this because I think that this is going to just make you an even better person. And I love you for the... You've, look, you don't even have to say anything like that, honey, because the reason why I've changed is because the months and months and months of love and support you've given me. And that give, that makes me feel safe. Yeah. So it means, like, I don't need to bury my things down. So no, I got you. You have, and it's... and it's I appreciate you. I Next question. You. Pump Rules fans I'll try and keep him, I'll try and keep them short from now on. What does your mom and family think about everything that's coming out right now? The problem with your mom is it's your mother. So no, not my mom. No, I know. I'm talking about oh, my mom. right. <laughs> I'm saying this is your mother. So oh, my right. mother was through this with us and she is going to have her side of the opinion because she never saw the shit I was doing. Mm -hmm. She never saw me sexting on, on a dating app. So she never saw me like going to bars and flirting with people. Oof. So, so my mom only saw from what outside would see. Right. And so because of that, she does have a very biased opinion on it. And I try and remind my mom timely and timely. But my mom also, again, my, our situation in our family, guys, is my mom is single mother of five. And she still works to this day 12-hour shifts, five days a week. She, she works her ass off. And she has to because... We're not in a position to have. We don't have anything in the bank account. We didn't. We still never have. And and even then, like my mum, she my ex would ask for support for weekends and get the kids. And my mum would have to say no sometimes. And that was very triggering for my ex. She's like, I don't have your son here. I don't have any help, and you can't even step up. And mm -hmm. and my mum took offense to that, but my mum didn't realize my past with her. Right. So. My mom now seen it on national television. She's she's not impressed. She's not. She gets upset. She was crying the other day, but she also, she, you know, she has her own versions of it. But it's unfortunately, in this situation, my ex is in, in the right situation. She did the right thing for the kids. Yeah, Coco underscore fifteen wants to know what will you tell Summer Moon about her siblings. Uh, everything. That's the problem, guys. You think I'm going to tell Lala about my domestic violence order and hide something from my kid? Oh, no. Yeah. I, I just thought this was a good question because, I, I mean, she's six months old. She doesn't understand anything yeah, to tell her once, now. Once she but gets, we talk about that. Listen, if you guys would ever see, which you will see in the future, a side-by-side -side of my two girls. Oh, my God. My, well, first of all, Brock has a type. So genetically, <laughs> the girls have the same genes. Genetically, the girls like, are very similar. Okay. And I mean, they, they'll grow up and they'll grow into their own persons. And But I really look forward to building that relationship with the kids. And look, they've already got a stepsister in Australia. Now Eli has three sisters, the poor boy. <laughs> but, you know, hopefully we have a, a what's a good word for this? A multi, Not a multicultural, by Blended? A blended family. I really I really want to work towards that because I'm not 19 anymore and I look forward to making, a, apologizing and, and just working towards a better relationship. With and them. like I said, I think I said this at the tea party, but when I spoke to your ex in December, she had said, once you catch up on the child support and, you know, we're able to travel again, that you can have access to the kids again. But at this point... They're old enough to make that decision. And now now we're going into the, it's not what I want right no, now. It's it is, not about you anymore. It's never been about me. And that's the thing. And so she's made that very clear that once the kids have that interest, it will be there. Now, I would like, but I have no rights to say anything else about that. So I'm okay with that. Yeah. 
But the reason why it's child support, it's like, look, it's simple. Brock, you've changed. How about you just pay your bills? That's all mm-hmm. she ever wanted from me. If I couldn't be there supporting her, financially yeah. support her. And I couldn't even do that. So, yeah. And I just want to point out that, like, I don't condone any of that past behavior. It's not like you told me all these things. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, when Lala was like, oh, this is the person who I want to have my kids. It wasn't like all you're because you're yeah, not what? that person anymore. Yeah. Here we are doing the best we can. Yeah. Simply underscore David underscore C, our boy, you know, David. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Huddles David. He wants to know if you can explain how different the laws in Australia are compared to the U.S. So in the U.S., I believe, a lot of people are writing, like, it's a very female-friendly laws in America. The mother has a lot of rights. In Australia, it's the complete opposite. I have the rights to, but it's the kids' rights to both parents. But during those conversations, during this, this thing, again, I thought, I truly believe the kids were in a better position without me in their lives. Mm-hmm. I believe that to the, to the core, which which shakes me, which gets me more upset. Yeah, because I couldn't step up and do that because pathetic, weak, whatever word you want to put out there, like that's how I felt. So yeah, the laws in Australia are very open. They're very as long as the kids, as long as I'm not a fuck up. But I generally thought I was a fuck up. I had nothing to offer the kids. I couldn't support them. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't support myself. But you also know that you could have handled that situation a lot better. I could have, I could have literally, like, look, the problem, and I, told, I said this the other day, the problem with me was I was chasing a dream that I could, I could, I've, I've stopped now, but like I could stop, if I stopped chasing the dream and just go, go into the workforce, mm-hmm. I would be in leaps and bounds ahead of myself where I am as opposed to going to the workforce three years ago, you know? And that was, that was something that I, I struggled with being an athlete and trying to translate across to working. And I still do it today. I just played a rugby game three months ago. It's, it's it was less than three months ago. Two months ago. Yeah. It was like last month. That was like September. I, okay, perfect. I still haven't got out of it, but <laughs> I'm trying to transition out of that. It's a mindset that that, that that slope, it put me behind the eight ball a lot. Like think about that. The amount of dedication and time you put into doing sports, thinking you want to do it because that, that's what I thought would yeah, be the imagine. winner. They'll be the I'm not intelligent. I'm not I'm not I'm book smart. Like that's not what I had. I no. had brute force. Yeah, and and I saw I, I didn't want to go back on a farm and be a dairy like I didn't want it that but yeah I just I just couldn't do that my whole family like yeah my mom still works a fucking ass off right now it's ridiculous yeah anyway yeah so David the laws are very open it's very it's very opposite to America but I generally believed I was not in a position to do anything with the kids yeah well you guys will continue to see more of Brock's story unfold this season Tuesday nights. 9 p.m. only by Bravo. And until then, um, oh, be sure to check us out on Watch What Happens Live Tuesday night because we're going back to New York. And this will be the first time we're both away from summer. Well, hey, you know, Lisa, mom knows when she's sick, so we're good. Yeah, no, (laughs) she is in the best hands. But, yeah, we're we're both going to be away. Let's see. It's it's a long week away from that. So, guys, (sighs) yeah. look, I appreciate the criticism i appreciate the support i appreciate all of it and thanks for your guys time you know and i appreciate the constructive criticism and opinions that help us and make us better people i don't appreciate the trolls that just say nasty shit just to say shit but there are no but there are a lot of things that people have given their opinions about that actually have either helped me grow as a person helped me 
parent in a situation a little better or looked at things a little differently. So for that, I do appreciate. Yeah, guys, you and, think we're going to make yeah. it to that? You think I'm going to make it to the end of the season without getting a child support done and dusted? You guys put so much accountability on our actions. Like, just know that your words, even if you think you're just like somebody writing to us, like your words affect multiple people that are on social media. Like, you don't think you can just like say stuff like to Sheena or something like that, and we don't notice it. Yeah. Because I'll tell you what, Sheena will notice that one comment out of a hundred that's negative and she'll dwell on it and she'll think on it and she won't, she'll make sure she never does that again. And you know, that's called accountability. And on our platform, on our platform that we now mm-hmm. have, it's, it's a fucking lot of accountability. And that was one thing why I wanted, I, I, just, I chose to talk about it cause I wanted to tell my truths and I was going to stand in front of a bullet and tell it gets a little bit more twisted as we can, I can't put full conversations Stay in an tuned. episode, but <laughs> Here we are, baby. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Hey, next. What are we doing next week? Hannah Burner. Oh, she's funny. We're going to be burning in hell. She's Hannah Burner. funny. I know. We saw her last night at the Laugh Factory. I saw her Sunday night at Flappers. I am Hannah Burner's number one fan and stan. And then we get to hang out with her in New York next week. Like, it's just been a Hannah fun week. A- and <laughs> I'm so excited week. for you guys to hear our podcast next week. So stay tuned for that. Keep watching the show. And uh, use code Sheena125 for $125 off your Green Chef order. Yeah, Green Chef. Get Green that Chef in you guys. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. Bye. Sheena Shay. Shay FK. Thanks for listening to Shenanigans with Sheena Shay. Download new episodes every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> Table getting tipsy, miss me, kiss me one more time. Get over here, boy. I'ma make you mine. Yeah. Do you want it? Let me see you shake that.